It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. I like that riff. Check, check one, two. Sibilance, sibilance. Our guest today is going, really? I'm going to spend <laughs> some, I'm going to wax poetic with these knuckleheads? He's just like us. He's grateful to be alive at this time. No, that's true. My God. Yeah. He looks good. He, he looks, looks good. He looks a lot better yeah. than I expected. I got to, I got to, I got to, I No, I, oh, I'm sorry. He's, he's, he's in, in the, the room, room right now. He's next to Damn you, it. Okay. It's in the Zoom where we, we don't turn him on that. yet. Uh, part of this podcast, uh, we like to think of inspirational or motivational. Uh, we have a, a number of segments. We try to tighten things up. We try to keep it within an hour. And our guest has made it quite clear he can only stay for about 12 minutes. So, so he better be really good okay it's gonna be two hours worth he's gonna gonna love it it's gonna be good but uh uh one thing i this is a story i've had written down on my notes and um guess by the way we we ramble for about two or three minutes and then we bring you in so um don't feel like uh so don't say anything is what i'm saying pay attention maybe but um do you, uh, we get along pretty well. This is, this is nothing. Sure. Uh, this is, yeah. When you, fu- when you find out who the guest is, you'll be like, oh yeah, those guys, um, insulted each other years ago on TV back and huh. forth. Um, but one of the more inspirational stories I think in my life, um, was, uh, I plotted running marathons and I did plod through them. Uh, when the marathon started here in Nashville in 2000, I, decided to train for it or try to, and I wanted to not get up early and cover it. So I said, if I run it, then I can't, hey boss, I got it, I'm in it, you know? So, um, you are the story. I, I am the, again, it's, it's about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't, enough about me, let me tell you about my marathon sure. running. Uh, so uh, I was going to train for the Boston Marathon and you have to hit a certain time. And for my age group, it was running 3.30. Uh, three hour, 30 minutes. And, um, I went out and trained and, and tried to keep that pace and I couldn't do it, Joe. Um, Lindley and I would go out to Percy Warner. I'd run that 11 mile loop and then add another 15 or 20, uh, add another uh, five miles to make it, you know, a 15 mile run or something. And I couldn't keep that pace. So the dream was over. It was not going to happen. And I didn't go into the marathon that day going, I think I can qualify because I knew I couldn't until I ran a 328 that day. And I can't explain it to this day, how if you put limits on yourself, then you're going to put limits. And I decided, well, I'm just, I'm running way too fast and um, I can't keep this up, but what the heck, let's just see. I could crash and burn at Shelby Park at mile you know, 20 and I didn't crash and burn and I actually did it. So uh, point of the lesson is don't put, don't put you know, uh, a governor on your life, man. Cause you just don't know if that day the stars align and they aligned for me and I qualified and, and then I ran Boston the next year and, uh, you know, but I didn't think I had it in me. Did you have a story like that? You probably not. Well, how many, how do many you many... run? Do you, do you walk? Uh, well, <laughs> no. great question. I like the 5k. I would never a day in my life want to run 26 miles for anything. So a 5k to me is what? 3.1. Is, 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 is you should know distances. So we've divulged our age over years. I grew up playing sports. 
in the Chuck Taylor Converse All Stars. You know, we're of the age where shoes sucked, and my knees are seeing the damage of it. Yeah. I had my meniscus out two years ago, and so uh, I'm easing back. I'm a walker, but if I can nail the 5K, that's that's my big marathon now. Running is really bad on your body in some ways, so you have to kind of watch what you do, but. Uh, the, I, I love to run, and uh, you ran all the Nashville country music marathons. Is how they were known for years. Yeah, uh, you were you were a founding member, and uh, I think it's smart. You're running the 5Ks now, but I think that's great. There's no reason that you need to run a full marathon. No, do you ever see a marathon runner smile or look like they're <laughs> or look like they're having? No, there. Somebody said, somebody said you you're nothing but skeletons running. You just, uh, nobody smiles, so no. It, we had a, Bob Mueller, one of our first guests on here, who's a runner himself, ran in that, and you guys talked about the story as the original course wove through Shelby Park, and one of the final stops you would see was an old guy sitting in the corner, he was passing out cigarettes and beef jerky yeah. instead of water. <laughs> but it was so funny because yeah. it's so counterintuitive, <laughs> obviously, and I, it made us laugh, and it kind of took you out of the zone. So that was good yeah. stuff. Speaking of running marathons, yeah. he's done every one of them in no i don't even know if he knows we have a marathon no he, i'm sure i'm sure he does brad schmidt from the tennessean uh is is here and uh this is where we found him hey we know people let's take a spin through joe and john's rolodex that's where we found him in our in our rolodex if you open the newspaper for years brad about you was uh you'd open the first page and you'd go right to it i think most folks skipped the intro page and went right to the bread about you, the hottest column uh, for decades here in the city. And uh, he gravitated that energy towards uh, Channel 2. You guys were teammates on News 2. And years later, we get Brad. Uh, it's just a good feeling to be together here as we love talking Nashville, Brad. And here's three guys that uh, were on everyone's TV, radio, or newspaper every day for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So glad to have you. We ran, we, we ran the city, didn't we? We ran the city. In our, in our own mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not even close. But we had a lot of fun. We did. That's we did. for sure. But Brad, about you, that was a that was a big Did it happen almost? Well, you're going to tell the story. Not a mistake, but it was like, well, let's just let's just see if this gets any traction. And then all of a sudden, it was like the most popular segment. Do I have that right? Did, well, did I read that right from the notes you sent me? What <laughs> happened actually was I was writing everybody at work in an internal newsletter mm -hmm. called 1100 Broadway. I was making fun of everybody, including the publisher of the paper, the editors of the paper. I, I was before I was a police reporter and an investigative reporter. I was like I rooting that. out corruption and getting these ties between these crooked cops and the gambling godfathers of Nashville. And I was doing this hardcore stuff, but this newsletter, all jokes, all messing around, all making fun of people. And the editors and the publisher got tired of that. They're like, no, nah, man, that's enough of him targeting us. Can we get him to use this talent yeah. outside the newsroom and stop picking on us? And it started out as kind of a joke. And then they're like, well, actually, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. Why don't we have a celebrity news reporter? That makes no sense. And so that's, that's really how it was born. He's like, hey, do you want to try to do, Brad, do you want to try to do this celebrity news thing? Or 
I was like, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to country music. I don't really. I'm go so to qualified. I'm so qualified Perfect. to do this. Perfect. You've got the job. You have the job. <laughs> That's how most <laughs> interviews go in broadcasting. Is right. that right? You didn't. It, that was not in your. So you could. I worked you're be the and serious. I drank. That's what I did. I worked way too not, much and, and not, I drank way too much. And not not necessarily in that order. I believe. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> usually, usually, but Brad about you is is uh, is a takeoff of of the, I guess the '90s Mad About You show. And what was funny slash stupid about that was that the, the, they had already announced that they were done with production when Brad about and they're like, let's pick Brad about you. I was like, the TV show's going it's off the air. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. And yeah, they're riffing off this TV show that was literally going away the second that Brad about you started. So, However, what, people what, remember that name. Yeah. I still, that has published 2006 was the last year that was published. When I still channel two to me stole you away. Channel two did they power move. That was a power. That was, Oh, Steve Our management Sabato. was so proud of that. Hey, everybody, game changer, team meeting in the newsroom. We've got big news. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. And so you became the celebrity reporter for for, for the morning show, which which I was on. Yes, um, and, and we that's a, bumped heads big time, Joe. Well, we just, uh, you know. We did. Let Good example, <laughs> Brad. Let me be honest. Move, move more. Tell us, tell some more stories. Let's get the tea here, right? Let's yeah. get the dirt, as <laughs> the kids say. Yeah. Is that a, does your ten-year-old producer understand the tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we didn't did pluck him out of daycare. Who, by uh, the way, is a very sweet guy. So yeah. pardon me for picking on you. Um, he got his driver's permit the other day. What he happened, Joe? 15. So I went in. So now my uh, here we go. Yeah. Basically, I've been in I, I've been in recovery for substance abuse for 12 years and Channel 2 is what got me there. <laughs> um, I came over. They they lured me away with just gigantic contract in my in, in my world, a gigantic contract. We're going to do billboards. We're going to be you know, we're going to put a lot of promotion in. I came over there full of fear. I really was not a TV guy. Um, I could talk in front of a crowd. I was good on the radio, but TV, like live shots, it just, it really wasn't me. I wasn't comfortable with it. And I came over there full of fear. What the hell am I doing? Brad about you, as John said, really was gigantically popular. Mm -hmm. And I was making a huge risky move by going from this wildly popular column to no offense, a perennial third place television station. Right, well, and, and it, I was going, anchorman was was correct. News yeah. too, use. <laughs> you guys have been in third place for twenty years. They were, and I knew this because that's part of what I covered at the Tennessee. You, you gave the ratings the every ratings. period, right? <laughs> and I knew the channel three was uh, channel two wasn't doing well. It was in third place. <laughs> but I went over there like I cannot resist all this money and mm -hmm. this profile. But I I'm not good at this, or I, I'm not comfortable with mm -hmm. this for sure. John was a mentor. Really good. A mentor. Well, John was really good. He was really good looking. And he had this gorgeous girlfriend, now wife, Lindley, who I'm still in love with, to be completely honest. I stand in line. I see her on Facebook every she's now and again. I'm like, so she hot. is she's not, smoking. But she's hot. not just smoking hot. She is so smart and yeah. funny yeah. and made fun of you, which I loved. 
Lindley was like the perfect person, right? She was the total package, 1,000%. Probably still is. Is. Please say hi for me. I will. Uh, <laughs> God, I love Lindley. And so because... Oh, there she is on his laptop. Holy... <laughs> she's, God, she's perfect as posted on my lap, but um, that's later. Anyway, look at her hair. I know oh, she's that good? wonderful. Know. She's the most beautiful woman. Oh, anyway. thank you. So congratulations. I want to get more to John's an ass story. Yeah. So John, so I would pick at him a little bit, and I'm sure that John thought I'll let John speak for himself. Here's this asswipe coming over from the Tennessee and thinks he's God's gift. It doesn't know any, any TV experience. So when I would give him a little jab, he would come back with a haymaker, and pretty soon we're brawling on the air, like verbally. And the, and the news director, this is during rehearsals, and the news director's like, true whoa, story. whoa, 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 whoa. Not what I envisioned for you what two. What the hell is happening? Remember and, we got called in, or yes. we got called into the conference room? Yes. <laughs> Stop being 12-year-old kids fighting on the playground. Yeah. Well, he started it. <laughs> he did. He goes, he goes, he just looks at me with his Perrier, and he goes, stop it. Just you two, stop yeah, it. Like we're a bunch off. of 12-year-olds. Because like, you what? were. Why? What, what are you talking about? Because you both were. Yeah. <laughs> Defending your turf. So so the magic continued for, uh, you were on, what, seven more years together? We had we had some no, great, no. It, I was in the morning show for about seven more days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It didn't last long. But uh, then they put me out, to, which is where I should have been in the first place, covering events and yeah. turning packages for all the newscasts right. and, you know, doing live shots. And I ended up doing... My last year, three hours wall to wall before the CMA. I was on at four o'clock till seven o'clock when the show. There was some commercials and Neil was out there. I mean, I had some you were breaks. great though, and this that was kind of your element, and people knew you, and so the red carpet you can't was buy, good, yeah, yeah, because they knew they'd come up to you and they knew that you're not gonna. I mean, you're gonna make them look good first of yeah. all. I mean, you, and I don't mean that to be funny, although it is funny now the way, you kind of, the way it kind of came out. Um, but you, you know, they, they knew you weren't going to, you know, ask, you know, so-and-so about their divorce for the third time or hey, you, you're, what are you wearing? And you know, you just had sure. it down. Yeah. You were good. And we joke around with them. And then yeah. uh, my big get was that Reese Witherspoon came over to channel two that one year she was there. She didn't do any work. Reese is not doing any local. She's not doing any. And she comes popping right over and she oh, goes, yeah. Oh, there's Brad about you. And I was like, yes, yes. Good. Validation. My juice is right. Yes, right. And and like literally, like I can hear the people in my ear, uh what IFB, the IFB, ear, yeah. I could hear them clapping in the control room. Brad Good Reese. Oh and I was like, God. Oh Excellent. man, good get, Brad. Yeah. So that was fun. And um what just get, get the elephant out of the room, but um uh you uh, among the reasons I wanted to uh, invite you on is um you 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 are uh, an inspiration. You have gone through uh, tough times and you've come out the other side and now you kind of use that life experience. Um, I guess we could play that right now, couldn't we? Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. <laughs> this is this is a nice segue, don't you think? Nice life lesson. Yeah, nice oh, life, life lesson. Well, so what you're not saying is, let's start elephant in the room, I got a second DUI and got fired. At Channel 2. I got two DUIs in three years and blew up my life and my career. But you got through that very dark time, and now you speak very openly of it. And I know that your story, which you've, uh, you talk about and you've written about, uh, has helped others. And who knew, right? I mean, who knew? Thank you. I didn't. Before we get too far into that, I have to tell you, 
I need to apologize to you, or I feel like I do, Uh because I was a jerk. I came in there full of fear, and it came out, and you were one of the main targets of my... We sat together. We sat in the same pod, so we were were kind of catty-quartered to each other. Brad, I I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, Apology accepted, but not needed, because uh, I just... You and I just... uh, We just kind of like being smart, Alex. And and Mm -hmm. when you get two in the room... Uh, you try to outsmart Alec each other a little bit. And I think that's kind of uh, full disclosure to me. That's kind of how I, I felt. I liked you. I thought it was great. I thought it, we, 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 we poached somebody from the Tennessee and, and, uh, and, and this could work, you know, if they, if you could find your right footing in the right, the right form. Yeah. That was a very generous <laughs> interpretation of that. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> right, you, Justin. That was very kind okay. of you. To Flag say. that at 2215. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was, I was a full of fear jerk is what I was. And, right. and you caught, I was usually fairly charming with her, but John caught the brunt of my I jerkness. Didn't, I didn't feel that, but I appreciate that's an interesting perspective. So, well, in those hot situations of broadcasting, once that, starts it's hard to stop it right because john's going to be uh, brad's an ass and you're going to be john's an ass and you're just oh the next time we get together go bang two positive magnets so that's <laughs> generally hard to break that pattern except when they literally separated us <laughs> you are not allowed on the morning show anymore oh boy here we go the inside which, story which was smart yeah. no that was a really smart move because why would you want some one of your own reporters like taking shots at your morning anchor that's ridiculous of course you don't want that it was it was i was an easy easy target so uh so look this was 2006 or 7 yes uh february 20th 2010 was uh, February 19th, 2010 was the date of my second arrest. Is that right? Okay. All right. So then, uh, you know, you, you go to rehab, I I suspect was that. Yes. Thank God with, and thank God and thank music cares, which is the charity branch of the Grammy folks. Oh, okay. So music cares has, has, you know, refurnished apartments that got burned down for musicians. They've sent people to rehab. They do all these things for musicians who are having any sort of financial or, you know, physical health issues. And I never got one paycheck or worked one day in the music industry. Never did. Uh, I was told three times to call music cares to call Debbie Carroll in particular, uh, who led it. And when I got through to her, she said, I've been waiting for your call. Mm -hmm. And I started sobbing. I was like, what? She goes, I've been waiting for your call and we're going to help you. And I felt so unworthy of that. I felt so shamed. I embarrassed Channel 2, embarrassed myself. The story was covered. You know, Brad Schmidt gets second DUI and gets fired from Channel 2. That was on all three TV stations and in the Tennessean. You're a big deal. I mean, that was a big deal. Which is funny because... That was a big fall from grace. When I said it was on those... But it was 30-second readers. It was an 8-inch story in the Tennessean. It wasn't that big a deal. But to me... Sure. I was like, oh, my God. I am swallowing. I'm just... Shame and pain. It was was an awful... It was dark. What was the... What was... What was the part that drove you to drink like that? Was it something you just liked to do? Was it something that... The uh, you know we're we're describing an era in radio, mm. uh, TV, and newspaper where you were if you were you were a star you know there was no internet 
So you could make a great living being in newspaper, being in TV, being in radio. Mm-hmm. Now that's so watered down with, right. with, with everything else. But that was a big deal. So, you know, people had you in their household every day. Right. And seeing that eight-inch story or that 30-second piece was a big fall from grace. That was one painful was. moment of like, what have I done? What was your, maybe for folks, what was your drinking about? Was it just something you like to do? Or is it something you just got caught up in in that lifestyle? Well, I, thank you for, I, I actually haven't answered this that I've discovered after 12 years of recovery and therapy and counseling. And, and that is, when I was a kid, I lost my dad at eight from uh, brain cancer. And my mom was a rager. Um, and she, she came from generations of sit down, shut up, physical and verbal abuse, basically. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that's how I grew up. Uh, never good enough, a lot of hitting, a lot of shouting. And um, that was the medication, man. It was, the first one was food, which I'm still dealing with, (laughs) clearly. The second one was attention or getting girls to laugh at my jokes, which, to be honest, is still part of my... I I go to Sportsman's Grill and you were were surrounded, there's like Brad's harem. It was, you you had every TV, you did, you had had all the little little Barbie dolls around you. The show was, the show was... It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're all like that. Don't worry and about that. then, but that wasn't ever, it was never enough to, um, you know, to s- put salve on that big, you know, really gaping uh, hurt. And uh, so, yeah, I just started pouring in alcohol on top of that. Well, and also being on the celebrity beat and being out and, and people would probably buy you drinks. And it just got to be, I mean, it got to be a culture. I know that. And, well, and it's part you know, of it. I mean, it, it yeah. wasn't helpful. But, no. I mean, that was me. That was, that was still all me. That was my hurt. That was me medicating. And I would have done it without the free drinks. But the free drinks certainly helped me crash and burn, which, thank God, I did. When I got 10 years sober, I wrote 100 thank you letters. Uh, to folks who helped me get sober and stay sober. And one of them was the cop who arrested me. Really? Yeah. Who had since left the department, but Don Air, the publicity people found the cop in his retirement and sent the letter to him. Because thank God, thank God for him and thank God for the Channel 2 news director who fired me, Matthew Zelkind. I'll even say his name. Which may be the only time I say thank God for Matthew Zelkind. <laughs> I think John will say the same thing. <laughs> Don't. That's another podcast. So we right. down there. Okay. We can really. But, but, but I, I'll say this: if he hadn't fired me, if he hadn't fired me, if I could have gotten two DUIs and gone back to work, you still done it. Yep. Joe Elvis, ladies and gentlemen, not just a pretty face. Well, All right. No. So, so let me ask you this: exactly right, Joe. Yeah. Is it still? Are there cravings? Do you still? Do you miss it? Do you, are you way past that point? Uh, how do you deal with it on a daily basis or you don't have to? Yeah, well, yes, I do. Cause I have a disease of addiction and I have a disease of, um, the effects of childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm in a few different fellowships, um, that, yeah, I'm sick. I have a mental illness, uh, of addiction and being a, a trauma survivor. And the answer to your question is no, I don't say, in fact, my brothers were in town this weekend and one, uh, there was time between airport runs and we went to the bar mm-hmm. and I said, luckily it was a cheesecake factory. <laughs> Score. <laughs> You're right. So I'm sitting there with my drug of choice, yeah. uh, chocolate mousse cheesecake. And my brother is sipping on a fancy schmancy blah, blah. Do they put that in like an IV needle now? Do they you might just as well. A drip? Right? <laughs> they might as well. They might as well. So uh, I don't have, 
I have not had for quite some time any cravings like, oh, I want a drink, I want a beer, I want a vodka, well, double vodka soda, lime was my jam. It was, it was uh, called the Schmidt there. The Schmidt? Yeah, it was the Schmidt. At Sportsman's Grill. Oh, yeah. They, it was yep, called the Schmitty. It, they, it was yeah. there when you walked in? When I, yes. When I walked in, that was what he He was the Norm. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And then less and less soda water as, you know, as, right. time, as, time as the addiction on. progressed. Exactly. And then there might be a bag of cocaine and, you know, here we go. It leads to everything else, doesn't it? Yes. You get a buzz on no matter what it is. You could be smoking weed, and then the drinking comes in, and then part two of something else you're going to take. It's uh, where's the heroin? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go on, Justin. You know what I'm talking about. Look at this guy. Yeah, he's down. Wasn't even born when all this was going on. He's googling heroin for God's sake. He has no idea what that. All I know is opioids and fentanyl. I don't know anything about this. We bypass all your crap that you couldn't handle. (laughs) Well, uh, congratulations. And um, maybe what were you, that arrest, that second arrest, mm. you had to do the mental math. Like, it's all over now. Oh, right. What were some of the thoughts in your head? I mean, that had to be a very low point for you of yeah, in plane accidents or other accidents. You'll, you'll read or look at something. You go, why in the hell would anybody do that? And the answer is because they've done it before and gotten away with it. One thousand percent. Being exposed is the worst pill of bitterness to yourself and you're arrested and you're like, okay, it's over. I'm out. That's so funny. You said that. Cause when I was in the car drunk as hell, when I'm in the car with the blue lights flashing, that's exactly what it's like. It, it's over because channel two had told me if you get one more DUI, God bless, but you're fired. We were happy to support you through one, but <laughs> if you get a second one no. And I thought to my, as soon as the blue light came on, I was like, it's over. That's not the first thing I thought. The F word was in there (laughs) approximately three times in a row loudly. But then I thought, it's over. And here's the weird thing, Joe. For about 20 seconds, I was like, relieved. Yep. I, Does that make any sense? Yeah. Knew you were going to say that. Sure. Yeah, the gig was up. It was done. The gig was up. I can stop pretending I'm not an alcoholic. I can stop. I don't. I don't have to be doing those live shots that make me so nervous anymore. I don't have to pretend I'm anybody but a guy. somebody pulled the ripcord. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sick guy who needs help. And for 30, 20, 30 seconds, I had total surrender. I was like, "Oh my god, thank God!" And then the cop comes up and he goes, "How many drinks you had tonight?" Yeah, like, ah, one or two. So that surrender was very short-lived. Back to the crap. I'm gonna Back get, to lying. I'm going to get away with some more stuff here. I, I, I know the drill. I've been through this before. Listen, I'm a professional officer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, you know, this isn't my first rodeo DUI. Okay. Which he knew before he ever walked right, up because he ran my license. Yeah. And he was like, oh, son of a gun. Uh, God, here repeat, we go. Repeat here business. Go. You know, but, but, but you, you know, the, the, the vindication that we talk to our, our guests often about about the comeback and uh wow the the comeback is real and you have uh been able to display that uh in in all your writings and and in public speaking and so forth you're doing something now with the tennessean uh you're back with the tennessean yes just real quickly on that front uh when i came out of rehab i worked a seven dollar an hour job at the downtown ymca scanning people in Nothing more exciting than the beep of the scanning of the membership card. Mm-hmm. You did that uh, daily with me. That's mm-hmm. when we saw each other again. Ah, the Brad, you know, and 
And, and uh, you were very kind. You well, never greeted me with shame or looked down on me. I you thought always, it was great you were doing it, dude. I thought you. I go wait, wait a freaking step up and get out there in in public. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not putting away library books in downtown. You know, you're you're out there greeting people. You know? I thought that was. How great. are you? Hey, yeah. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> going to do your Pilates? Way to go, <laughs> Joe. You're swole today. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was actually a great job. It was, of course, it was. You're, you're like an ambassador. No, yeah, you're. Like, hey, you man. are like a, a Seinfeld episode. Then John enters the doorway. <laughs> Boop. Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, it wasn't like that. John was very yeah. gracious. Everybody was everybody. Not everybody. Uh, many, many people in the Nashville media world and celebrity world are very gracious. Luke Bryan stopped and talked to me for 15 minutes. Like, how's it going? What are you doing? I mean, really kind. There were so many kindnesses. And after rehab, I was able to better see that. What were you trying to do then? So you're back. You're feeling better. You're not drinking. You're working at the Y, which wasn't in your top 30 choices, probably. <laughs> What did you get back in your mind to say, I'm getting back in the race and maybe doing it a little different this time? I never wanted to get back in the race. And my first sponsor in 12-step recovery told me, do not even think about a journalism or broadcasting job. Huh. You know, like you are not ready. Uh-uh. And I agreed. Okay. Like even the thought of, as you say, getting back in the race made me nauseated. It was like, oh. So there was a true nervousness about you, oh. about seeing that red light come on, a deadline, the pressure. That, 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 that's a common thread to everybody. You know, I fly planes yeah. for a living, and there's a lot of pilots that are afraid of flying. So there's, it's, wow. there's, how about the vulture? There's a story for you. There's, I think everyone in their own job sits there and goes, oh, geez, I am that's interesting. crushed inside by this, but nobody knows it. That's fascinating, especially yeah. on the pilot front. Sure. I, I want to I get, because I know you're on a tight schedule here. Yeah. So what are you doing? You got the good news thing, which is, I, is to me, if I could pick one beat, or if I could pick, John, you can only do one thing the rest of your life. Right. Profiling good news stories would be right up my I'm very jealous, by the way. I'm still pissed at you, I guess. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Way to take my way to take my dream job. Our rivalry will never die. That's fun. <laughs> this thing has legs. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, yeah, I got sidetracked by the YMCA. So after that, I got into I did a recovery job part time for the Y, and then I did it full time for a, a um, an anti drug not for profit. But I was not the anti drug guy; I was the pro recovery guy. And then, as part of that, I was blogging and writing quite a bit. We started a nationalrecovers.org website so that people could get quick access to resources. As part of the blogging, I was like, let's keep it real, man. Let's, like, write some real stories. We did, like, seven-minute videos, your recovery story in seven minutes. They were produced like crazy because the guy I was working with was a video nut. Mm -hmm. And one of the old Tennessean editors, my, one of my old editors said to the new top dog, Hey, take a look at this guy's blogs and his writing. He's, he's, he was, he used to work for us. She was out of town. She had no idea. Mm -hmm. He used to work for the Tennessean and he's writing great stuff. And they brought me back on seven years ago, essentially to be Oprah. So, which is to find the stories of redemption, of overcoming, of transformation of people who've been through, Terrible childhood abuse, poverty, of people who've been through addiction, of people who've been uh, through cancer, uh, of uh, people with criminal backgrounds who turned it around and now they're running not-for-profits in the inner city, all that kind of stuff. 
And those are the stories of, of the business leaders and government leaders in Nashville who had some personal demon or some personal intense thing that they'd been through and how that informed their leadership. I was getting the greatest stories mm -hmm. in the world and still am. And so that's, that's what I started doing. And again, dream job. But as John said, now they added this thing, the good news with Brad Schmidt. Why? My name's back in. Um, <laughs> and all that is a weekly newsletter. And it's like seven to 10 sentences about the cop who answered the false alarm, saw the old lady cutting the grass in the heat and finished cutting the grass for her. That's what the good news of Brad. It's short stories, uh, feel-good stories. Another cop in Murfreesboro drove an 84-year-old lady to her hair appointment. Aww. Because he saw her walking on the street with a walker, literally. And he's like, whoa, what are you? And she was a half mile away. And he goes, get in the car. Uh, these are the kind of stories. Um, a woman who was 60, her adoptive parents died, and she finally decided to look for her birth parents. She found her mom alive in Greece and now formed a not-for-profit to help uh, people, uh, babies who were basically shipped out of Greece in the 50s and 60s. To find their because she was one of them. Yeah. Yes. That's fantastic. So those are the kind of like the little quicker hit stories. I'm still doing the big profile stories, mm -hmm. but the good news newsletter is yeah every Friday morning drops as you say. A distribute. Uh, <laughs> is that is that on the website? Is that where, it, where where can you find it? This is your opportunity to plug. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's for right now at this point. It's for subscribers for Tennessean subscribers. Okay. And there is a link to, to sign up so that you can get it in your email uh, mailbox because we don't want to willy-nilly send it to all of our subscribers. We only want people who want it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. So I'll send a link to you guys if you'd like for subscribers who'd like to sign up for it. Of course. Yeah, I would appreciate that. I know you're on a tight schedule, but we have to do this ne next sure. segment. <laughs> Rapid, 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 rapid fire, fire, rapid fire, rapid. Rapid fire. Pew, 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 about town, one of your and you've seen the city grown like none other. Mm. One of your favorite Nashville restaurants now. Ooh, this uh -huh. is not going to be rapid. It's <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a lot of things. <clears throat> Same Schmidt, and you don't have different to do, day. Don't have to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just one that you like going to. <laughs> I'll go for, uh, Adele's. Oh, okay. Nice. Love Adele's. Nice downtown. Uh, pet peeve. Give me one. Ooh. Don't be, I know this has got to be, you know, got to be Debbie Downer negative, but it's the your, your thing. Spell it right. Y O U R ah, okay. is your dog, and you're going to the play is Y O U apostrophe R E. Okay. Nice. We'll get to it quick. Maybe just a quick segment of, of the time together. One of your fa favorite John Dwyer stories from two. Ooh. Yeah, look at the face. Look at the angst. This is like a... I will give you my normal screed about John. This, this was the... Oh, he's dry, he, uh, his hair. His obsession with perfect hair. By the way, it still looks damn good. Damn good. Not, not, it's, a little, it's a little thin. It's but, still but there. It's, no, it's, no, no, no. It looks better like a yours. million... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. All right. 
Yeah, but the hair was, you know, and I drew it with the top down. And, uh, uh, yeah, but it had to be, yeah. It was damn TV. good. I was a head. I was a TV head. Let's just, right? I mean, that was my favorite right? thing to make fun the of. Hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hair. Oh, yeah. Easy target, the hair. It's feathered. Okay. Like John Davidson. Feathered. It is feathered. <laughs> um, last, last meal. Ooh. This is going to be, again. I was thinking about that the other day. <sighs> it probably is going to be a just the perfect piece of filet. Mm-hmm. Um, do you go Wagyu rare. or do you just, you don't go Wagyu? No. No, that's too much. That's bull crap. Yeah. Okay. Don't you think? Um, it's a little slimy. Yeah. It's made up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing. Okay. I'm going to call something Wagyu <laughs> and charge you 50 extra bucks. That's true. Crap. Just give me Bear Creek filet or some local butcher and, uh, and a really nice wild mushroom risotto. Nice. Nice. That is damn good. Mm-hmm. We should mm. have that tonight. <laughs> Uh, Brad, I, I like asking the guests, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self now? Ooh. Your mother was wrong. You're not a piece of crap. Okay. That's what I would probably tell him. Hmm. And let her off the hook because she grew up the same way you did, as did her mother, as did her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have grace, but reject the message. I there will- is the line of the day. That that's have uh, grace, but reject the message. Love nice. that. Nice. Uh, finally, uh, favorite book or latest book, maybe or CD that's uh, that you're uh, listening to, which won't be my um, my phone. We're gonna edit that out, aren't we, Justin? Yeah. Okay. We well, got to know what Corey Strong wants, though. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, Time for lunch. So, final question: uh, CD that's in your car right now. If you listen to CD, I know that we're old. Yeah. <laughs> You're, but, you're on the but, Apple now, huh? But you're on the Apple? Exactly okay. right. All right. I listen to Apple Music, and what I'm listening to right now, because I just saw it at TPAC, I'm listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah. And because it's back here. It's, it's back yes. it's back playing. I did see it, like, was it right before COVID, I feel, mm-hmm. like it played. Yeah. Wasn't it fantastic? I went in with such a bad attitude, and because I said, this is, I mean, it can't be as great as it's they say popular, it is. It's too popular, right? It's too, this it's too is, trendy. It can't be, it's too, it was fantastic. Yeah, I one thousand percent agree uh, with you on that and Wordle, which I resisted forever. Yeah, <laughs> now I freaking love Wordle. I'm not doing Wordle. the Wordle. Oh, my wife and my son do it. It's a little competition. It's fantastic. It? Okay. I'm terrible at crosswords, so it's another way to do crosswords, but not do it. Hey, Brad, I know you got to run. I told you that we were going to get you out of here hey, by a certain fast, time. We're though. close. Yeah. yeah. Can I? Can I ask? Yeah. Can I just return one of the questions? Sure. Uh, or two of the. questions? I don't use moose anymore. So, <laughs> if that's what you're wondering, Joe Elvis. Yes, sir. Uh, last meal and favorite Nashville restaurant of the moment. Favorite restaurant at the moment. Um, shoo, I like the filet. I could even go with a prime rib. I'll even, since it's the last one, I'll get the baked potato with the butter and the sour cream. Mm. And I love green beans uh, all together. Uh, favorite restaurant. Um, I'd have to, I'd still, Valentino's is one of my favorite downtown. The really? Italian restaurant's been there for decades. Kevin Biter has been the owner for yes. years, and they're just consistently good. And they've moved. They were in that old house on Broadway. Now they're over a street or two uh, due to construction. Look at you, t- old school. My wife and I go there, which we I made as Joe Elvis in uh, my 103 KDF era. Uh, I sang to my wife. Uh, 
uh, Bruce Springsteen's All That Heaven Will Allow on the accident stage. And then I proposed to her right there on stage. And Brad ran that story like the next day or two and Brad about you. So that was, I just want to, my wife cut that out. It's still in our old memory book of stuff that's in a shelf somewhere. So Brad, that was always very kind. You were very kind to my Joe Elvis era. I was a big fan of Joe Elvis and (laughs) what a great proposal. Holy smokes, dude. I I don't think they're together. Yeah, That's 30 great. years later. It's stuck. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Again, oh, um, quickly, um, mom's lasagna. Uh, she that was it's just good. She put way too much mozzarella in it, and I loved it. Mm. And ground beef. So I'm not sure how Italian it was, but it was it was more it German. Was yeah, it was moms. And then um, I like uh, I'm on a folk kick. I like folk. Oh! Uh, and, and folk uh, is fan freaking tastic. Who would ever think you could make a kohlrabi Caesar salad taste good? Ah. It was fantastic. Well so, done. So yeah. So I so that's that's probably probably what I do. Yeah. Well done. Okay. By the way, folks. Yeah. End of September, the Tennesseans' new top 25 national restaurants of all genres, all price points is coming out. I actually got to be one of, uh, get to be one of the two uh, okay. people who's picking that. Please, brad at Tennessean.com. Yeah. Let we'll me know that. your favorite restaurant. Wonderful. Fantastic. It's just great to hear, hear and see your name in print. Again, Brad, you're a big part of the city and everybody loves you. And congratulations on your great recovery. You look terrific and you still got a lot of... Uh, of people's lives to reach i think in this new era even more so than you did with the celebrity stories these will mean way more in the end that is really beautiful do you right? see why i do this podcast with him he makes me look good oh, God, yeah, this is, i know too. it was beautiful we're gonna sew that on a pillow he, didn't make it fun was of my, he doesn't make fun of my hair <laughs> <laughs> all right brad we'll let you go thank you very 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 thank much brad both. schmidt uh, a guy that, uh, yeah, we, we, we try to do this podcast where if you've been around the 70s, 80s, 90s, we're going down memory lane. We're not going to you know, break any stories here. We're not going to talk about the, net, you know, the latest thing that just happened yesterday uh, because uh, and this will be out in a couple of weeks. So um, appreciate it, bud. Fantastic. Thank okay. you guys so much. All right. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> This have is a monster. <laughs> Great addition. The intensity of the rivalry is uh, as fresh as it... Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't let the door hit he, you. He hand. literally is <laughs> walking out of the room now. I know I know you don't. No, I knew that you, that you had to get going. So hey, I appreciate we're it. grateful to have you here yeah. on the second cup of Joe and John. It's the second cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.